Welcome to the second part of the seventh episode of Composing with Process. Here we present two exclusive works by Christian Vester, also known as Goody Pal. The piece is centred on discussions with fellow composers concerning generative composition and performance. Listeners are encouraged to download the accompanying PDF. What you just heard here was the audio reply song in Danish, although this audio reply is in English. It is made for Magda and is called Composing with Process. In this audio reply, we will touch down and try to link to a few YouTube links and show a little picture which I have been drawing. Now, that little picture and those links should be found right next to this audio reply. In case they are not, we have also made a Snappy Dag, and that will be Snappy Dag Garunds 2300. Snappy Dag Garunds 2300. Thank you. So, welcome to this installment of Process. Uh, sorry, Composing with Process. My name is Paul Christian Björn Vester, alias the Goody Pal, and I'm all the way from, all the way to um, Iceland, where we are right now uh, in what I thought was a music conservatory for a long time, but it actually turns out it's the music department under the Art Academy because there's no music conservatory here. I have called it the conservatory for the last uh, four years or something when I've been visiting, but uh, there is actually no music conservatory here. So it's, it's, I mean, if you want to study as a composer here, you have to go to the Art Academy and then study under the Art Department somewhere, yeah. I mean, it, it is in a separate, separate building. And I'm joined here today with Jesper Pilsen, and uh, we're going to talk about composing with process and other things, and moving uh, into the speculative ideas of composing with process. And we're also gonna talk a bit about, um, uh, yeah, a bit of a maybe touchdown on uh, some sort of conspiracy theories on uh, composing with process. And then, I mean, we are all go- we are going to do that with the focus on some of Jesper's words. So um, that's basically where it starts out. I've made a little drawing which, um, which uh, starts out the evening uh, as a, an, um, some, some sort of a way of presenting Jesper. And uh, this is basically the drawing. Uh, we can see if we will uh, link, uh, we'll put the little, uh, the little drawing next to this audio file and then you are capable of seeing it. As you can see, it's uh, an ordinary uh, way of notating. There's, uh, there's five bars and uh, below there's five other bars and there's a note on one bar that merges into the other one. And this is actually made as a, some sort of a joke on uh, what a lot of my uh, computer music friends do these days. They're all interested in doing apps for iPhones and uh, for, um, for um, iPads, etc. etc. And uh, what they usually do is they have uh, some sort of MIDI or, or uh, musical event. So these, these two notes are supposed to represent MIDI notes or MIDI events. And what, what, what a lot of my fans have, they have uh, an event which is uh, what happens over time. You can see there's a timeline. One is uh, located in the left corner of the picture and one is located in the right corner of the picture. And uh, they have different uh, tonality, meaning that they are a different event. And uh, generally speaking, uh, a lot of my friends do these apps which uh, morphs between one sound event into another sound event over time and then you can I mean in a, on a on a, a x y axis basically and that is where we introduce Jesper welcome Jesper thank you and uh, this is basically where we introduce you because you're doing something rather different than this and that's basically where we'll start out this conversation then you are into various things but as an introduction to you what is your introduction you live here 
Yes, I, uh, I live here in uh, Iceland and uh, I'm a composer and, uh, and various other things. Um, I try to, to also work in visual arts and are interested in many things and are, are slowly trying to become more like an artist and not just be in one field of the arts. That's my, my goal at the moment. But I see you quite a bit as a, as a composer. Yes, I'm doing that. Uh, that's my that's my uh, point of uh, exit, you could call it. And I work a lot with uh, computers, mm -hmm. but uh, using computers uh, to do notation for my music, not in the maybe traditional sense that people use computers and using software to imitate uh, handwritten traditional scoring, but using the computer to do animated notation and other kinds of live notation. And when we talk about animated notation, I have to ask all the stupid questions here, I guess. But animated notation, I mean, uh, it's something this is rather big here in Iceland, but uh, I mean, a lot of people is doing animated. I mean, uh, of, I mean, there's not that many composers here, but uh, if you take, a, I mean, if you measure it, let me, as I say, that you took, I mean, them all and place them on a, on a field, on a long um, string of composers, I mean, quite a few of them would, would have done uh, pieces which would file under what you defined as animated notation, right? I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a big thing here at the moment. It's a big thing, and there's a group of, uh, as you say, like a, a small group of people here uh, connected to this uh, composer's collective called Slautur mm -hmm. that has been uh, been researching this and working with this for, for kind of uh, around 10 years now. Right, and, and, um, and uh, this is... Uh, also one of the reasons why I'm here, because I met these people when I was uh, here in Iceland in 2003. Yeah. And uh, I saw these early experiments with this and I thought this was very interesting. And yeah, and that's what I, what I think is interesting, is that, that, that it's fun because it's, it's quite big here in Iceland, but in most other places around, of course, uh, Greater Scandinavia, uh, and uh, even if you... Even most parts of Europe, it's 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 not uh, it's not a big thing. I mean, it's not a big thing. As I mean, animated notation. So I mean, quite 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 a few of the Scandinavian countries uh, actually laugh a bit of you when you when we talk about animated notation. They don't really consider it to be of any of any interest. And that's basically where this whole thing starts out. But see, comp uh, animated notation. Well, we have to have an explanation what it is. But um, I would also like to point to question uh, or point to or raise a question if that is composing with process, but we'll get back to that mm -hmm. in a second. But I mean, what is animated notation then? Uh, it's basically uh, notation that is uh, not static as uh, traditional notation uh, written on, for instance, paper or carved into a rock or, or something like that. It's notation that is uh, is. Uh, appearing on a screen, for instance, in real time. Mm -hmm. uh, it could be a, a very good example is this piano roll notation that uh, everybody who has worked with a MIDI sequencer has maybe seen this window. You can go in and it's sometimes called piano roll, sometimes called matrix view. And you can uh, click on a, on a little button and uh, these bars would come that you have put in the music, the MIDI music, and, we, we, and you'll uh, see a piano. Which, which programs are we talking about now? We're talking about generic MIDI sequencing softwares as, uh, for instance, Logic or Cubase or Pro Tools. They all have, or, a, have a button. They have this thing. I uh, maybe not the button, but uh, you can see the music scrolling. Okay, but I've never found that button. But no. it might just be me. Okay, yeah, so, yeah. so a lot but of... If, generally speaking, there's a button. So uh, a lot of sequencing programs. Yeah, have. Okay. they have this uh, uh, representation of uh, basically MIDI data. 
Okay. Uh, and another one is of and, course, and, and, why, and, then, and then so so that is animated notation basically. No, it's not because no one is playing this. It's only used in uh, MIDI sequences as a way of looking at the music, the MIDI information. As a visualization. As a visualization or representation, right. as we also call yeah. it. Uh, but what we do is uh, taking this a step further and letting people play. I see. From a similar type of uh, of notation. Mm -hmm. I see. Uh, in a simple, in, in a simplest form, is is as a timeline, and you have maybe could be some uh, red line or something, and you have some events coming, and when they hit the red line, you play, and uh, you can make it more or less complex as as you want. Uh, so on a on a beat mania sort of idea, basically. That's like a very simple, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, mm -hmm. I mean mm -hmm. to make people understand. Okay. Yeah, that's so, a very simple way of doing. It. Okay, so why have you? Why have you? I mean, you you have quite a few people here in Iceland that have been working a bit with this. Why why have you? Uh, why have you taken? I mean, why have it suddenly? I mean, have you been playing a lot of beat, uh, of uh, beat mania? I mean, <laughs> well, why why did it take off here? I mean, what what was it? I think it started out as. Uh, I think it started out in different uh, areas of interest. Uh, one interest is was was to use the computer as a live composition tool mm -hmm. and doing algorithmic uh, composition and using, for instance, live input. Let the put for instance put a microphone on the musicians and let them let the output of the instrument go into the compositional process. Right. And a good way to then give feedback back to the musicians what to play is to do animated notation. Okay, but there will always be some sort of delay from what happens on the screen. Yes, right? there will always be some some sort of delay. Yes. So what is the what's the benefit instead of, instead of uh, what's the benefit in this instead of handing out uh, an ordinary notated piece on a piece of paper? Uh, the benefits uh, there are many benefits, but uh, if uh, one could be, for instance, I know a colleague of mine is uh, is very interested in uh, it in rhythm and uh, rhythmic precision mm -hmm. and. Uh, his music can be notated on traditional notation, mm -hmm. but uh, it will become very complicated, and it will be uh, there will be this as you see in, in a lot of uh, new complexity music uh, that there's this threshold this, that you have to be able to read the music, and it I takes see. a lot of time just to read the music and figure out what it actually says. So the traditional notation becomes an obstacle. Oh yeah, I see. I see. So with animated notation. You lose this reading issue. Yeah. So you more react to the music and, and don't see if it's a 7 against 13 you have to read or you have to figure that out. Oh, I see. Yeah. yeah I've spent a lot of time making fun of Brian Fern Fernyhout, for example. For example, for the, for, for, for the matter that I think that, uh, that the notation is simply. Uh, I mean, we can't talk about anything as being too complex, but at least that there might be uh, better ways of doing the, such. Uh, I mean, t to notate. His uh, his uh, pieces, um, rather than uh, what we could call traditional notation. But I'm not going to go into that uh, here. Um, I've I've been making fun of that for a long time. So let's not uh, dive deeper into that. Um, what I think is much more impo important right now is that uh, I'd like you basically to somehow show me some of your pieces, and then um, I would like to uh, uh, raise a few questions about them and also to 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 uh, look at them from uh, perspective uh, with the title of this. Um, little uh, recording called Composition with Process. So, I mean, um, in front of us we have a, an ordinary magnet computer and we're going to use that magnet computer to um, 
to find some of uh, see some of your works, and we will then can we link to them somehow somehow. Yes. Okay, you have made. Should some. be able to. Okay, so why don't we um, open uh, open uh, like a simple text something, and then um, uh, we'll simply uh, copy the links into that, and then we'll uh, we'll take it from. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, right now you're standing in front of the microphone, it doesn't really matter, but uh, I'll just uh, wake myself up here and we can stand next to the computer. And uh, because I'm a bit taller than you, I think it will do it work just fine. But uh, so best, yeah, best, I mean. But you can also like uh, go down into your no, knees no, and then it will be, <laughs> say, um, yeah, then we'll be on the same it's level. All, it's all good, yeah, don't worry. No, but I'm just saying that in, in, in order to be, uh, be able to be reached by the microphone. Okay, if you, yeah, I mean, let's see some of your pieces, basically. Yes. A typical piece of animated notation. A typical piece of animated notation made by you, made by me, which you are either proud of or not too ashamed of, depending on which. And or not too ashamed of. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so uh, what I'm doing now is just going to That's YouTube. Right. Yeah. You go to YouTube. Yeah. And uh, in YouTube, you can fin find many things. And, yeah. Uh, for instance, my channel that is uh, Jesper Tralala. Jesper Tralala. Where I put out. Uh, all kinds of things. Um, some of it is uh, like humoristic things, and some of it is my music, and some of it is notation. Okay, just so the notation. Should we should we point to Jesper Tralala as the as as first link? We, we yeah, that. we can do that. Okay, so I, if, you, uh, if, you, if you copy the URL for Jesper Tralala, we'll do that and place it into the into the, in the, the little text file here. Yeah, simple text. Then the first link that you are you will be able to find next to this file is the link to Jesper Tralala, the YouTube page. Okay, then um, here we go. Okay, so um, let me see. Yeah. I would uh, maybe take this piece first, and it's called something in Icelandic. It's yeah. called Blacht er lika fint. And it means uh, blue is also fine. Okay. And uh, this is a piece that uh, is a couple of years old. I think it's from uh, 2010. Yeah. Like very early, January 2010. Okay. And it's a piece for um, three musicians and an extra performer. Okay. And uh, I should maybe just post the URL yeah. into the into the little text file here. Yeah, um, yeah let's do that, but hold on one thing, yeah. Yes, and uh, what you see in the... In the um, on the screen is... On the screen. Is a triangle. Is a triangle, uh, and within the triangle is another triangle, yeah, a blue it's, triangle. And it says lap. And it says no, lap. No, in the corners of the, the, the big triangle, it says L, A, and then this Icelandic letter called Thath. Oh, I saw it was P, but I... I yeah, it looks that. like a P. No, yeah, that's not But it's... Yeah. Oh, and I was, uh, I, I was like, just tricky. I mean, I was uh, trying to make this. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And this is uh, basically and for people from up, uh, yeah, abroad. Yeah. But this is like uh, when you do trig trigonom trigonometry tree, it's called. Right. Uh, and you put like A, B, C in the corners, and you can calculate all kinds of yeah fascinating stuffs about triangles. This is uh, it looks like this, but it's not. Okay. But it's basically the instruments. It's abbreviations for the instruments. Okay, so yeah. And there's like three instruments. Okay. So the L is uh, a laugspil, yeah. which is an uh, Icelandic, uh, or like a remake of an Icelandic uh, stringed instrument. Uh, that's basically just a piece of wood with two strings on it. Uh, very basic. 
Yeah. Uh, and uh, you hit it with. Uh, you can hit it with a bow, play it with a bow, or okay. you can hit it with a stick, or you can just strum uh, it with your fingers. Okay, sorry. Sir. There's no uh, tradition about uh, how you play the instrument, or even how the instrument are supposed to look like. Okay. With fret combinations, or without frets, or how many strings, or That's it's very, uh, very uh, mysterious instruments in that respect. Okay. No consistency other than a box with strings on it. Two strings. Two or more strings. Oh. Okay, so sorry. Yeah. So that's even that's been three strings also. Okay. But, uh, but usually like a, a like a drum string and a melody string. But would that would that make it would that somehow make this um if if I for example play it with with a with a version which has three strings on, would that be a, would that change the piece somehow? No, okay. no, no. Go on. Then it says A. Yeah. That drum. is uh, the airwaves tube. Uh, yeah. Which is also a homemade instrument. It's basically just a PVC tube that's uh, maybe three meters in length, and when you hit it, it makes a sound. Oh. Yeah, or you just slap it with your hand and make. Oh. It says that. Song. Yeah, something like this. Okay. Uh, oh. Yeah. I understand. And uh, it can also be played in different other ways, but okay. Uh, does, it have to be, does it have to be three meters long then? No. But uh, preferably deep. Like a low, so a long, sort of long tube. So okay, it has so like a so low kind of. It's fair that the, the performers uh, perform this piece with a rather long PVC tube. Yes. Okay. Because it also looks really good. It's also for the looks. Yes. But it also because it makes the note deeper. And then there's a, in, the, in, in the right hand corner. Yes. Then we have the, the crazy, crazy um, it's a homemade instrument also. It's yeah. basically a drum, a drum. with. Uh, with um, it's called Thirltrommel, mm -hmm. and it's a drum that plays by itself when you hit it with a stick. So it has a stick, uh, like a, yeah, with a little motor on it. Yeah. And when you hit the drum, the motor spins and <laughs> plays the drum, like this kind of a motorized motorized drum. drum. So the, anyway, anyway, and then there's a the, up in the in the in the left corner there's a, some red lines. Yes, uh, there's six red lines and. Yeah. Um, that is basically taken from the these uh, hexagrams from the I Ching, the old Chinese. I only use them as uh, just as a, a symbol kind of thing. Mm -hmm. uh, also because it kind of because this notation is uh, projected on a big screen, so the the audience also sees it. So it becomes all very mysterious, also. But but uh, okay, so you, you you like you you, you want this to be. Uh, so the, so the, the performance uh, is facing away from the audience? No, there is actually more to it. Uh, okay. But this, uh, this hexagram is, is basically just events. So if there's a long line, it's a long event. Or if there's like two shorts, it's two short events. So it's uh, just like long, long short, short. So and the musicians, are uh, they can interpret it in the way that they Okay, so let's try to try to try to. So um, so uh, what happens is actually there's a third little element. No, it's, it's a click. Yeah, there's a little click sound. It makes me click. When the blue triangle moves around. And is that supposed to be amplified? That is amplified, so okay. the audience also hears the sound, but also the players okay. hears the sound, because there's a third element that we haven't talked about. Yeah. And that is that uh, the three performers mm -hmm. that are supposed to play these instruments, yeah. they are bound together with a big rope. Mm. So, uh, and they're moving in the formation of the blue triangle. So when the blue triangle moves 
in the corner of the L. Then they, they go there, and, and uh, when it goes to the end, they go there. And but uh, they, 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 they keep the, the, the triangle. They the triangle. try to keep the triangle, so it's like a struggle to be to go and, and play. Okay, so and follow around. All oh, right, so there's incorporated some sort of struggle. Yes. Oh, yeah. Because there's a fourth performer mm -hmm. uh, that is uh, on the other end of the rope. Oh. And at some what point, the other end of the rope? he's holding the rope and he's trying to disturb them. But does it? Does it? Mm -hmm. But uh, in the, at some point, though, he will get some information, like some yellow letters will appear in the score. But but that I don't, tells I, I don't like that. Is. So 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 where, so he's not notated on on the. On yeah, the yeah he comes. He comes later. Okay, okay. So now so, uh, so now we move down to on the right side of the screen. So now we move to the towards the L, basically. Yeah. On the, on the right side of the screen, uh, at some point, so there are yeah. some big yellow letters. But the yeah, chain disappeared and, and came back on. Yeah, but then a new figure shows okay, up. Um, and at some point, there will be a signal or a letter. For mm. instance, it could say T1 or T2 or something like this, in big yellow letters that tells the guy that holds a rope to pull the rope. I see. And try to stop the musicians for from reaching their instruments. And uh, this goes on for a while. Yeah. It starts out pretty pretty easily and so do I understand it correctly? Slowly and then it becomes faster and faster and it becomes more and more difficult and and uh, in the end it becomes very crazy and uh, the everybody is trying to play and the guy with the rope is trying to pull everybody away and in the end, the musicians are supposed to win. Okay, so uh, do I understand this correctly? That um, that 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 by oh, it's T1 now. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Uh, do I understand this correctly? That this is the actual score. I mean, I could this is the score. score uh, perform this from YouTube. Yes. I mean, I could. Yeah. I mean, I could. Because everything is uh, except the instruments. Except yeah. And the rope. But is there so. any description below? Yeah. No. But then you sent me an email and asked me how am I supposed to. Oh, I see. So and then I'll tell you. Now let's copy that into the, our um, our little our URL. Yeah. Uh, and let me see. Cool. Let me just patch it in. Excellent. Now that was one piece. That was I one. guess. Um, why the title? Why the title? Uh, because I thought at the time because uh, at the time I was doing pieces that had some colors in the names. And uh, I thought, well, blue could also be a good name. So uh, it became just like that. Uh, but of course, when uh, there's of course also like subconsciously you see the triangle and you can maybe maybe interpret that as, you know, this uh, the, the, the pyramid of power and blue is usually associated with uh, royalty and, and these kind of things. So. So if you want, you can you can interpret all kinds of things into it. Okay, that's it. That's if you want, but yeah. I'm I'm not implying it. Okay, so they this is the happy visual. I mean, you you actually yes. the happy visual character. Too. And also, like uh, this piece was made uh, relatively uh, well in in Iceland. It was still very much in in mayhem with uh, after the crash, and people were were. We're we talking struggling about the, the, the economic crash in Iceland. Yeah, yeah, that happened. So, yeah. so people were very much still thinking about uh, the, the distribution of power and mm -hmm. uh, people misusing their power yeah. and all these kind of things. So, so yeah. Could, could we see the next piece by any chance? Yes, absolutely. Uh, then we should. No, you had that one with the bottles, which I will. You 
the bottle piece. Yes, yeah. I think that's a really good piece. It's a piece I'm really well. I'm very proud of it myself. Okay. So we go to an, a new. Uh, we go to a new URL. Yeah, and yeah. we copy the URL, and so that will be to the URL link number three. URL link number three. Absolutely. And that link is going to be pasted here. Yeah. And the piece is called. It also has, uh, like the other piece, it has uh, the other piece has an, has an Icelandic title and a Danish title because yeah. I'm originally from Denmark. Yeah. But this one has an Icelandic title and an English title. Okay. And it's called in English bottleneck. Bottleneck, yeah. Uh, I don't know if it makes sense in English. You can talk. But about it makes sense in uh, Danish because we're talking about a bottleneck, for instance, when there's uh, a road, a big road that becomes smaller mm -hmm. and uh, there will be a lot of uh, traffic jams and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, but in this case, the name refers to the instruments that uh, this uh, ensemble is playing. And that is also homemade instruments, yep. or you could call it found instruments. It's so uh, found instruments. it's uh, emptied out plastic bottles that was uh, on the way to the recycling plants. Okay. Do they have to be? Uh, do they have to be or made of plastic? They sound better for some reason. I'm a little afraid of the glass uh, for this kind of sound, but but the plastic has a tendency to make like a a more hollow kind of low rumbling sound that I kind of like for this piece. So recycling plastic bottles. Yes, and these bottles are uh, each performer. Mm -hmm. This is uh, for uh, a, for a group of uh, performers. That right. uh, so it has to basically be three groups of performers. Right. And that could be one group in each group, but it has to be three groups. Okay. And how does uh, the piece work? The piece works like uh, they each have. One bottle uh, attached to a string, yeah. one in each hand. Oh, so, so they have two bottles. They have two bottles, one for each hand. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah. Maybe I said something. Yeah. But uh, yes, and uh, the score tells them there's uh, some in the score. Okay. There's so so uh, we see we see a, a straight line right now. We, we see, see a straight line in the middle, and, and there's like two triangle, uh, like two green triangles. Three pairs of uh, triangles. One to the left is. Two green triangles in the middle, two, two blue. blue, and uh, to the right, two red, red ones. Yeah. They uh, symbolize or represent the three groups of players. So there's a green team, a blue team, and a red team. But it's just the hands of the players. And the triangles symbolizes the hands of the players. So then it's not so teams. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Then, then it's, uh, I mean, that's. Or, or the, but the color is the team. Okay, but the my so so, so everybody in the green team is doing the same oh, thing. Oh, I understand. So it's a team for okay. So, yeah. so, so there's more than I sort of yeah. only three players here. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I well, it could be three players, okay. but it could also be nine players. Okay, for three or, or it could be twenty-four players. Does it have to be uh, an equal number on each team? Not necessarily, but preferably, I would say. Okay, I would say, uh, but it's not it's not going to kill the piece. But then when you press play, these uh, triangles start to move. Then they start to move, and the triangles is a very crude representation of uh, the hands of the players. So, so when they... Flip them up and down, I guess. Yes. Up and down, up and down. Yes. And uh, when they do this in the beginning, yep. the bottles are lying on the floor, and the it's ball. like, yeah, making like rolling sounds with a bottle on the floor. And then at some point, there will be uh, a yellow 
circle. Yeah. Green. Yeah. A yellow circle. And that is uh, a sign for get ready to pull the string off. Uh, okay. So sir. that the bottle goes up in the air. Okay, so get ready signal. Yeah, it's a get ready signal. Okay. So you know, okay, now it's my turn. Uh, because that's one of the one of the things with animated notation is that uh, this preview mm -hmm. thing that uh, if you just let something appear on the screen, yeah. then you have a human reaction time and you're not ready to do it. It's like when you go in your car and all of a sudden there's a deer running all over the road and yeah. you cannot stop the car instantaneously because you have both the human reaction time and the reaction time of the car and, and all these things. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it's in this sense it's uh, a sign that comes so that they know and it's always coming in the same interval so it's the same rhythm all the time so everybody knows that okay this is so you have a, a, yeah, a so the, the, the link between yeah. the, the the yellow yes. the yellow yes. dot appears it's constant uh, all the time and you have to pull okay yeah so it's yes. like, yeah so, i can see that on the screen it works not well like, yeah like, so it works um, so it says so it says let pull yeah. yeah okay so like, exactly yellow pull yes yellow pull Okay, that's all. Yeah, no. So, uh, and uh, then uh, after they pull the strings, yeah. sometimes the triangles will move up and down on the, on the Y axis. And that means if they go higher up, yeah. over the midline, yeah. it means that next time they are pulling the string, they pull it even harder. So uh -huh. it's, and when it goes below the line, they pull softly. Okay. But they still pull. Uh, so it's uh, a way of, of putting in uh, Dynamics also, mm -hmm. so it's not just random. Oh, I'm just gonna pull the string when the thing comes. So it's actually something that's that put in as uh, as a musical parameter. Okay, and and it's simply, uh, I mean, and it's it's performable right off. Uh, it's performable right off, and uh, the right, score right is off, right off YouTube. Sorry. Yes, okay. and it's also uh, it's also um, the score is also supposed to be uh, visible to the audience. But but do do you then have reactions where the audience shout like pull? And, uh, no. No. Okay. No. Okay. So uh, I've not experienced that. But uh, it's I mean, if I if I may criticize it a bit, I mean, mm -hmm. rather boring to look at after a while. Maybe I mean, or maybe or, or is it? That's my my question. That is uh, that is uh, yeah. That is a big thing because uh, it's something I've been been working on a lot, and I'm struggling with it to make. Uh, animating notation that is also interesting to look at and not just information to the musicians what to play that is also something that can maybe if I'm lucky qualify as some sort of visual art yeah do you remember the old Tetris game yeah it was uh, that, that that problem was uh, solved by showing a nice piece of graphic mm -hmm. in the background mm -hmm. yeah I guess so yeah, yeah. I actually remember that we were a few friends that were uh, watching Tetris because uh, at the time that was one of the games that had the, the most advanced or sophisticated graphics uh, when we saw it at least. We, we were like, whoa, this is a, mm. and the still pictures were so beautiful, mm. so foreign somehow. They, they were somehow they were very capturing. capturing very, very, yeah. uh, you could show still pictures. <laughs> yeah, I've actually done it in uh, one score, I yeah. think recently. Uh, and I actually thought of, of having like in the you know in the good old days uh, when when we were playing the arcade games and, and the Commodore 64 games just having like a, a background that's just scrolling slowly oh know, yeah, and yeah, just, yeah yeah and, and just making like a, a, a mood to mm. to the to the notation but 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 that's also something that's that's uh, goes beyond maybe practicality 
right. uh, of, of performing the score. But uh, you prefer that the, the score is visual. Uh, sorry, is vi uh, well, is is uh, is is, uh, is, uh, is uh, on display for the whole. Uh, I would say in some instances, yes. Okay. Because this is a big can potentially be a big group of players. Yeah. And uh, and. Uh, It's also practical to, to project it because then everybody can kind of uh, see what's going on instead of having like to read it from a little computer screen. Yeah. But we could, I could potentially hook up a bunch of laptops and they could read it from that. But it would be kind of, I think that would be even stranger to watch. That could, I can see that. Yeah, <laughs> I can see it. Yeah. Uh, as a performance, and it would be even. Yeah. Now, uh, uh, because I, I, I am not so fascinated by this uh, traditional like, computer performance with someone staring into a laptop and something happens. So uh, I, I like that maybe in some instances the the mystery you can make is 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 fascinating. But I think you need to hide the computer somehow mm -hmm. because the the you know the the DJs with the with the Macintosh on the stage is is boring. Mm -hmm. This kind of I think that. Personally, but but uh, but uh, we, me and others have, have done like experiments with maybe just hiding the computer, maybe putting it into a box, and maybe putting something on the box. I so there's like an object, but it's also a screen that you can read off. I understand. Um, yeah. Uh, so hiding the hiding the technology somehow a little bit, hiding the computer. But uh, yeah, but then if I can bring you back to your chair, we have these two chairs, and we will just switch switch um, switch switch the uh, positions. Now I'll be sitting here, and then um, then I'm gonna ask you a cruel question then, mm -hmm. which uh, is not that cruel, but have something to do with um, with uh, the theme of uh, with this recording, and that's called uh, um, composing with process. Mm -hmm. uh, this is not composing with process, or is it somehow? Up until now, we've only talked about the the notation. Actually. Yeah, yeah. So so we we've not gotten to the process. Yeah, I would say. I see. Uh, but I'm asking all these questions uh, in order to uh, be in the, 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 the position of the interviewer. Yes. So I have to drag out certain uh, information of you. Yes. Anyway, that's true. Yeah, back to so so let's uh, anyway. So yeah. So you have something you yeah, I mean But uh, let's keep on with this uh, particular piece. Uh, yeah. because it has a very simple process behind it. Right. Very, very simple, basic process uh, that's almost like embarrassingly simple. Because uh, if you if you notice what's uh, if you watch the score and you see what's going on, and you uh, instead of reading from uh, from left to right, mm -hmm. reads from right to left and see what's going on, like like run the whole piece backwards. No, just reading this on the screen, looking at the screen. Ah, I understand. But seeing what's going on from from right to left. So so, so it's basically looking at the at the, at the red. So it's just starts saying, looking at the red because that's saying, where green the blue red and say red blue green. Yes. Okay, understand. And and and, and reading it like that. Mm. Uh, and and if you if you uh, know a little bit about uh, computing and a tiny bit of computing I, I, uh, yeah. or mathematics for, for yeah. instance yeah. Uh, or or are maybe yeah then you would very quickly discover that uh, what's behind it is a binary number. It's a binary number system. Okay. And it's uh, it's counting from from one or from zero actually yeah, up, zero. up to 32. And that is a piece. Okay, so you basically So when you when you the the the, the when they pull the string of the bottle is yeah. actually signaling that one bit is being turned on. 
I see. So, 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 so you, so, so you let a binary structure basically uh, define the whole piece. Mm-hmm. Well, fair enough. And that's that's composing with uh, with process somehow. I would say. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. But it's also, but but it's also. It was it was an experiment. Mm-hmm. It was just like I also wanted to see: is this something that can be musically valid? Because you know, when you're doing ex- experimental music, it's you're doing experiments, and sometimes I don't like the term experiment. No, but, anyway, but you sometimes you yeah. fail, yeah. and sometimes it works. You know, okay. uh, and the, I am I'm totally open for the failure aspect also. I see. so so yeah. maybe the the uh, initial idea is oh that's a bit cheap. Just mm-hmm. count to yeah. thirty-two. That one, that's not anything. Well, no trick is too. I think I mean firstly, I think no trick is too cheap. As long as it's uh, as long as it worked, basically. Mm-hmm. I mean. So what happens? I mean, the thing is, uh, uh, what happens is, uh, as you know, with a binary number system, the, mm-hmm. the more you count up, yeah, the more bits get turned on. So the more people in the piece are actually pulling the bottle at the same time. So what happens which is, which leads to, which leads to that becomes more and more silence. Yeah, more people are pulling all the bottles up in the air. So, so the silence actually becomes the the, the dramatic element of the piece. Oh, but but they will still be flipping the bottles. Yeah, yeah. But then you have the big. So it actually becomes a one big wave. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. Which I think is. uh, So the piece ends in nothing. No. No, I actually let them. I actually let them. let them drop the bottles down in the end, but I considered so that's your coda. Lifting up all the bottles and then it would end. But but yeah, it ends in the same way as it begins, just with the rolling. With a, a smashing coda. So so it becomes the it becomes like the the underlying uh, soundscape, the little rolling sounds. Yeah. I yeah okay. So this is an open. I mean okay. So this is an open piece, meaning that it's uh, that that you call them teams. And you don't really. I think that's a lot. Is the piece itself is very rigid and very closed. And no, 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 no. But the instrument, like the number of people playing, yes, yeah, can I, be open. Yeah. Uh, I actually work with uh, special specialization in the piece also. Yeah. As an option, uh, there's on the YouTube there's a video of the performance also. Oh, let's let's let's, so, let's so put that so in. You, so you should have that also. It's, um, it's just here. Yeah, so you can hear the, the hear the piece also, okay. and see a performance. And it's uh, it's uh, an Icelandic ensemble called Fingjastrundish. Yeah, that is, uh, and uh, you could call it an ad hoc ensemble in the sense that it's a post list of people yeah. that are interested in doing all kinds of music. And they specialize in playing uh, all kinds of homemade instruments, and they're really good at uh, reading the animated notation and mm-hmm. know, knows what it's about and are basically people that are uh, interested. As we say in Iceland in Iceland they are instead Easter. Yeah, yeah. It means yeah, yeah, interested. Interested. good sports and okay. interested that they are in the in the in the mood. Yeah, yeah in the mood is a little bit uh, yeah I understand. I, 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 I do understand. But yes yeah being be, being up for it basically. Yes. Say. But also positive. Mm. Okay, so um, if we move further down uh, the line, then uh, and back to the, the let's uh, have, have, a, have a few. I mean, let's uh, let's take a look at a few more of your pieces. Uh, yeah. Maybe at least one uh, one more, but uh, but not right now. Um, but then uh, I mean, 
Composing with process. See, I've always had uh, some uh, quite a bit of uh, problems with the, with the with the idea. Of, I mean, of of, of making some sort of uh, mathematical formal determine uh, or plan what I have to do. Uh, although I also uh, once in a while have found a, a huge freedom in letting myself. Um, uh, I mean, uh, just uh, carry out some sort of uh, of already uh, defined by any uh, by by, by a structure uh, activities defined by some structure basically, and uh, that's um, where where I think it becomes interesting because you um, I think that's what a lot of uh, I don't know if I find myself as a composer but that's what a lot of uh, compo- uh, composers I guess a lot of composers feel um, they feel that um, I mean once in a while they they they, they like to let uh, any sort of uh, mathematical uh, decisions rule uh, take control of, over over their compositional uh, uh, tasks and then uh, basically writing the piece. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think I have an, I have this idea that it. I mean, that became um, it became more and more profound or, or action packed somehow through the last over the last hundred years. And I think it has something to do with with uh, with the way we uh, we, we experience uh, the world. I think that after the Second World War, and, uh, and I mean, when after the First World War, a lot of uh, the horrors of First World War were so big that Europe somehow had to, to I mean, try to write out the ego of uh, compose. I mean, of, of of the of the composer's role somehow. I as a big, and I think the horrors of Second World War was uh, just uh, as big, and 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 that led to all. Uh, I mean, uh, a lot of serialism, uh, a lot of. Uh, Matrix uh, written pieces, a lot of uh, predetermined uh, uh, compositions um, or, or, or ways of, of composing. So you could say, oh, it's actually just. Uh, I mean, it's it's it, the, the mathematical uh, structure that composed the piece was somehow more uh, was uh, above the ego somehow. And so you had to you could let let go of the ego because the human ego maybe was seen as something uh, something which uh, which was too scary to be, to 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 face. Maybe. Somehow, I, I I don't know. It's my personal. I mean, it might also be a question. But the reason why I'm raising this is because you uh, said something interesting the other day. I mean, uh, and you talked about uh, uh, the, uh, the, the the rumors of uh, of potentially that there have been um, uh, that back had uh, something that you you described as the back computer. And uh, I was very interested in hearing about that. And here we probably will go into uh, some sort of. Uh, we will drift off a little in, um, into uh, what we could say on um, documented <laughs> data. But that's fine. That's absolutely fine. But anyway, so a lot of composers have been stating that Bach could never have written his pieces by himself. He must have had some sort of help. Is that correct? There's some. Uh but this is also, of course, as you say, this is uh, hearsay, and I was trying to remember where I heard this, and and I couldn't find anything. I went to Google and tried to find it, but maybe it's uh, maybe it's also irrelevant. Uh, but um, the thing is that uh, music theories and people who analyze music, yeah. they have been uh, finding all kinds of numbers and relationships and the music of, of Bach and, uh, mm-hmm. and also says, okay, maybe he was uh, into, into numerology and, and mysticism in numbers and all these kind of things. And then, of course, when you go and look at his, uh, his uh, fugues and, and especially like the later works that are, are, are very complex, uh, some theorists have, have thought that maybe he had some help somehow. 
to make uh, all the, the math kind of work out, in, so, in a sense. So could we imagine that he had some sort of um, computing device uh, that he, uh, that he uh, could produce as a... Do you think it has been a... Uh, I mean, here we are, uh, let's just uh, move into fantasy. Uh, yeah, uh, but do you think, uh, or do you dream up that, that it was some sort of a physical object that he somehow could help him calculating some of his music? It's very likely, I mean, uh, at least in my fantasy. Yeah, yeah, no, it no, works no, out no, perfectly. But yeah, but I mean, uh, like like we called, uh, you know, computers is is uh, is something we th maybe we think about computers differently today. But but uh, we don't have to go many years back when computers were also mechanical mm -hmm. and also just a, like a piece of wood with some numbers on it. And you had like this slide rule thing. Yeah, and you could uh, calculate with that. And he could have have had something similar, maybe something with a dial and something, or maybe a box with something and some numbers slide in, or like a Pascal kind of device or something like this. Uh, yeah, very likely. But we, as you know, I tried to go to Google, and, and no one is saying anything about anything, and so there hasn't been be found the anything. We could be the first ones to to address the back computer. Yeah, in this uh, yeah. fascinating. I mean, even if it just uh, goes into a. A complete fantasy idea. Yeah. I think it's a it's a, it's a very interesting yeah. idea. Um, but also because it, it, people have been, uh, you could call it reverse engineering his uh, music and and making algorithms that can compose in his style. Yeah. So uh, it, if it's possible to put into some kind of algorithm, it's mm -hmm. it should also be possible to to go the other way. Right. Let the computer, you know, have 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 some form of computer to begin with. I understand. Yeah. Yeah. So so so. But where where would such a where would such a device? Why why have nobody found that device? Where where was such a device? Is that is that the composer's secret? Will maybe he didn't have one, uh, or if we keep the fantasy, maybe it's hidden somewhere. Yeah. Uh, because you know, every you know, once in a while, uh, people find music scores that's never been seen before somewhere in an organ somewhere. Mm -hmm. And all kinds of stuff have been hidden away and stuff like that. So, do you think a lot of composers have had uh, mechanical help for a long time, or do you think it's a it's a it's a new invention? <laughs> then, uh, which, which other composer would, would have had? Uh, uh, I mean, uh, I mean, uh, if, I mean, I like the the, the idea of, 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 of talking about uh, composing with process uh, on a. Um, I mean, go, go, going. I mean, I like the idea of of, of, of uh, having the idea of compute, computed or calculated music to go. Uh, I mean, to go uh, further back than uh, mm. the idea of. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I like the, the idea of having a man and machine mm -hmm. uh, dialogue, uh, and that and yeah. that basically being being the the root for 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 for, for composing in general. I thought I think that could be. Uh, I would, I would like to address that as a, as a, as a, as a beautiful fantasy. Mm -hmm. um, uh, which other composers could, could potentially have a, 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 I mean, where, because uh, at some point uh, the composers start to uh, claim and say, oh, this is just done with a machi machine. I mean, we have the Lauren Hill pieces. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, so, so the, the Iliac suite, right? One of the early algorithmic uh, pieces, or done with a computer. Yeah. I have it. It's not the. I'm, I'm not even sure yeah. what the title is, to be honest with you. But no. Um, but I think the, the popular I title is. I remember the cover. I mean, I heard quite a bit. Yeah. I pulled up. I was fascinated for the cover reason. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When I first uh, stumbled across it, uh, when I was a child, uh, there, there was. You, 
we were in Europe and uh, there was no places you could find the information about these things. But I found the record, uh, and that was uh, that was my uh, that was my access to it for a long time. But 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 he is very he's very aware of it. He said, yes, I am using. I mean. Um, but, 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 but you, you, but, but it's also where, 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 uh, where is, uh, you know, uh, one thing is the, the music historian or the guy analyzing the music and he finds all these things inside the music that is maybe comes out of some sort of, or the way that he looks, they analyze the tools that he used to analyze the music is actually also producing part of the result. Right. But, but we know that that Bach was interested in numbers, and we know it's also a tradition within within uh, church musicians. And and uh, one of the guys that, that was inspiring Bach was uh, the the German slash Danish organist Buxtehude. Yeah, and he was also heavily into n numbers and, and using all kinds of of, of uh, numbers to structure his pieces. I understand. Yeah, so, so it's it's also part of the tradition using the, the seven days and number seven. And but I think there's all a these kind of things. huge difference between uh, being between being into numbers and the, or then uh, composing with a device. I think that's a yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. And what I'm fascinated with is the idea of composing with a device. Mm -hmm. Somehow uh, writing out what the device, uh, the, the secrets that the, that the device holds, rather than just uh, you know, counting the seven days or counting. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, the, the hours of uh, from from a certain event to a certain event, etc., etc., etc. I think uh, to um, to have a device with uh, is a is a is a what I was uh, fascinated with in the in the in the back idea. But here is something I also would like to um, to bring up. It seems like American composers usually just uh, brags about the fact oh, uh, that they have a, that they that that they have a, have a, uh, that they have calculated huge parts of their of their, their pieces and European composers somehow seems to uh, seems to hide the calculation a bit more away from the compositional uh, from the compositional uh, yeah and and, uh, and I think that has something to do with it with uh, that's a mindset that has something to do with uh, mm -hmm. with the composer as a, the all-knowing being which I've touched uh, on quite a bit uh, in my earlier uh, but you also have the Dutch school where there's a lot of people working with uh, like just like a process or a catalog or just like like emptying out some kind of list of possibilities, you know, mm -hmm. and, and just saying I'm gonna make a piece. But that's just straight serialism. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but it's also like uh, maybe uh, removing yourself as a composer a little bit and displaying yeah, but that's just displaying just some, that's some that's system that's a, that's a, that's a, yeah, but that's a, or some yeah. inner working of, uh, for instance, the instrument. I'm gonna use the possibilities of this. Instrument. Yeah, but that's that's the yeah, that's that's the, that's the that's the the removing of the of the ego. I mean, because it's a, yeah, yeah, but it's still it a process. It's still a formula. You do this, and uh, but it's not uh, composing with a device. I mean, you can compose with the phone book and then go go through. Uh, I mean, somehow uh, go through every single page. But that's uh, it's still uh, it's um yeah it is a device somehow. But um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I just thought it was um. No, I think there's. A, I think uh, the uh, idea of composing with um, with uh, a, de a device is is a very different uh, than the, the idea of composing uh, with us uh, with a uh, just running running through a system. And I generally think that that people that just run through a system, I mean, in, in a serialistic manner, uh, will have heard very few pieces which actually have been very, have been very uh, performed, which have been very. Uh, 
satisfying as an in an audience um, in, in, in an audience perspective. Uh, simply uh, ex ex at if well at least uh, until uh, the performer somehow breaks the rule or does do something to the rule. I think the, the one where you play the phone book uh, from A to A to uh, A and all the way to uh, the end will uh, will not be super interesting until you do something with that with that formula somehow. I've, I've seen very few pieces which which have been really satisfying when they where they just go from from beginning to end. And I think that's uh, that comes back to the the drawing which I I've made for this um, little uh, recording because I think a lot of um, my contemporary uh, friends in, um, in music, somehow the whole idea of, of making all these apps that can create the music and the whole idea of making all these small programs for your phone and blah 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 blah, which can create music, somehow uh, ends up just becoming another tool for other people to, uh, to find uh, the possibilities in, in a very simple, if you, if, you, if you imagine this sort of piece where you have an event, it could be something like and then another sound event being more um, on the rhythm of boom ba ba boom ka boom ka, and then move, moving back and forth between them in time, uh, you will have to. It becomes very much uh, um, that little program that can do that becomes very much uh, just a tool which unskilled uh, or, or, or un, uh, not unskilled but un, um, uh, people with, with, no, with no imagination seem to go through uh, either by a whoa, uh, almost spastic uh, uh, can, can do this or the very uh, the very basic serialistic way of saying okay let's try all the possibilities and when you've seen all the possibilities you 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 just you discard the application I think and that's the case unfortunately that's the case with a lot of applications for Macintosh uh, for 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 iPhones or for iPads or for anything a lot of this yeah I mean so it's like gimmicks and uh, and you go through and, you go and it's also just a business model. And you go through <laughs> on, on the on the, on the on the phone book level. You, you basically say, okay, you can do this, 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 and then at the end, you have seen everything you can do, and then you basically discard it. I think there's a the, so I think there's a problem with the composing the phone book example again. I mean, you you run through the phone book, and then when you compose the piece, you discard it. Mm. Somehow the I mean, <laughs> in the in the in the in the wildest uh, in the wildest uh, extent. So I I I I I. I, I uh, I think that, but that that would be one of my my my, my the things I return to. Therefore, I, I I'm very much interested in in the device, and you play the device mm. rather than you than you explore the device, and uh, and you uh, and that's all the why I maybe became so fascinated about the back computer. I think the back computer at least is a, is a beautiful um, thing to dream up, and uh, it's uh, I think it's a, it's a good thing to to. to uh, Open for possibilities of, uh, of dreaming of the back mm -hmm. Um But uh, I think we should end this uh, conversation by you showing uh, another piece, uh, which is uh, the piece you've made, uh, which also is um, somehow animated notation, but was made for the symphony orchestra here in the in the in Reykjavik. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you. I mean, uh, there's a YouTube video of. Uh, yeah, there is of, of, of the performance. Yeah, yeah, there is somewhere. But 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 it's more interesting if you if you tell about how the piece somehow works. Yeah, maybe I should. Uh, and then we can do. Uh, yeah, so let's let's go to YouTube now. Let me yeah. just uh, start from the beginning, and uh, and um, it was because of this uh, festival here in uh, 
in uh, in uh, Iceland, a new contemporary music festival that is supposed that was uh, going on in the in the new music house we have here in Reykjavik called Harpa, and uh, it also coincides with the the orchestra having a new chief conductor that is uh, Ilan Volkov that is very interested in new music and interested in in uh, promoting uh, composers and young composers and. He's basically into all the interesting stuff. Yeah. And uh, so, for this festival, um, they had an open call for uh, pieces that would somehow involve the symphony orchestra and some other art form mm -hmm. that could be uh, like electronics or visuals or theater or dance or whatever you could dream of. That, but basically, they wanted the orchestra also to be thrown a little bit out into the deep ocean so that they also could try something else than the usual uh, concert situation. Um, so everybody benefits. Uh, so sorry, sorry. I had the uh, everybody benefits potential yeah, from this yeah, okay, uh, situation. Yeah, um, so uh, I immediately got the idea to have a piece uh, where I wanted the, the music to be conveyed to the each individual member of the orchestra yeah. uh, by using the stand light on the music stand. Mm -hmm. So basically, in a very, you could say, binary way, when the light goes on, they play, and when the light goes off, they stop playing. And on the music stand is uh, so what directions you, what to they what they are supposed to play. Ah. So uh, basically, when the light shines on the paper, that says what they have, uh, are supposed to do, they play what they see. So it's uh, instead of having uh, having uh, 80 iPads or computers with yeah. animated rotation, I did it an old school way with paper, but having the the real time element of using lights to say when tell them when to play. Okay. But it's also uh, it also goes the other way because it becomes also about when you see the piece from uh, the audience perspective, mm -hmm. you actually see focus. You get the focus on each player when they play, uh, which is also uh, something completely different. Because in a normal traditional symphony orchestra, mm -hmm. the players are usually anonymous, except the soloist and the conductor. All the others are just the the black and white mass playing the music. Yeah, and you never really see the individual players in the orchestra. But in my piece, everybody gets. Uh, into the spotlight. <laughs> so I thought that was also a very nice thing because you get the, the you see the individual characters of the, the players and you see how they react to the music and what they do. So it becomes very interesting that way also. But the piece is called, but this is also a little joke on my hand. Yeah. Uh, it's called Electric Light Orchestra. Yeah. Uh, because I decided to to go all the way and that was what I was doing. So why not call it by yeah, electric its name? So, yeah. So, so, uh, so yes. But Being it's, aware that there was. A it's also my pieces are often also. Uh, a group called Electric Light. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, 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 yeah. so, uh, so that's also the humor in it, of course. Yeah. Um, and and then a lot of my pieces also have a lot of humor inside them. So, so it's it's uh, it's something I like to do also. Okay. I, uh, I don't think I ever managed to listen to any music by no? Yellow. No, I don't think I've ever come across any. No, to be honest with you. Yeah, I've seen records in record in secondhand shops. They were pretty, pretty hot at some point in the seventies, I think. Okay, nothing. Uh, yeah, 
No, I, I think that's one of the bands I've yeah. never heard. But we can do that later on. But uh, but the piece is also a, a, a concerto because it's a it's a harp. There's a harp soloist also playing. Mm -hmm. uh, it happens to be my girlfriend, Katie Buckley. Yeah. And uh, she has three harps on stage also. Okay. Um, and they're all prepared and uh, modified in different ways. Uh, one of them has uh, has uh, baking paper in the strings and has yeah. like, dampening on them, and she's. To, mainly playing the pedals, which are amplified also. And that's one thing in the harp world, that, uh, that is something that, that every harp player is struggling with, is not to hear the pedals when they change the pedals. So I thought it would be interesting to dive into that soundscape mm -hmm. and see what is actually there when you amplify it. And I think there's some interesting sounds coming from the instrument itself when you, when you do it. Um, and then there's a, an electric harp that is uh, also it's lying on a table and it's played with uh, plastic tube and, uh, and uh, uh, like a friction mallet, so it's also played, it's not played in the traditional way as a harp, but more like a scraping, scratching kind of, kind of instrument. Yeah. And the last harp is also a normal pedal harp with uh, lights on it that tells which note she has to play. Okay, so the stick. I'm also working with, with within the framework of this very, very traditional kind of uh, symphony uh, setting, yeah. but somehow also mixes it up and changing mm. the rules of the game. I see. And one of the rules of the game is also that there's no conductor of the piece, uh, which is something that's also very untrue. You know, you always like clap when the conductor come in and he like bows and he starts. He's he's the guy in charge making the music. Well, yeah, but I eliminated. I've been very yeah. afraid of conductors. Yeah, yeah. Uh, me too. But I eliminated him and took him out of the the equation. Yeah. Look let my computer uh, control all the lights and mm -hmm. basically playing the playing the orchestra as a, as, as a, a machine mm -hmm. yeah um, so let's see so you say that let's see uh, so the score is not uh... the score is uh, the lights blinking basically okay. so but I also have on my page I have some uh, screenshots of the parts for the heart because the harp is playing uh, from uh, animated notation also that she's uh, watching on a computer screen. So uh, so I have some examples of that also lying on my, my YouTube okay. page. So and it's called Electric Light Orchestra Harp Part 1, 2, 3, score. Okay. But let's just, so link, let's just, just link let's get the link here and then, that. then people can go and watch this. Yeah. And um, it's basically just like a wide shot of the of the orchestra, so, mm -hmm. so you see what's going on. Because I'm interested in also the, the just the the pure uh, quote unquote light show of the thing. Yeah. Um, nice. Um, yes. So electric light orchestra. Go and watch it. It's. Uh, yeah, we will link to that. Yes, it's. Uh, and I think it's the first time anybody has ever done anything like this for an orchestra. I mean, if Trin did some some experiments uh, in last last fall or something with uh, with some animated notation for a larger ensemble where he was basically used with a fader box uh, improvising with uh, the musicians playing so he was like playing the orchestra yeah himself but but this is uh, this is uh, I'm, not so, I'm not so interested I think it's a it's a it's a Western world idea the idea of uh, old and new I do, I'm not so I, do, I'm, I mean Coming from an idea where I, I, I have quite a hard time accepting time anyway, I think that uh, the old and new is uh, is uh, is obsolete. But uh, I I I like to change the, the the idea of talking about old and new 
with uh, still alive. I mean, mm. uh, does it? I mean, is it, does it make sense to do certain things? I'm not so interested in who was the first one, or, or who I mean, uh, or who did the etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. I'm thinking more interested in if it if it's um, if the piece is alive when it's performed or not. But anyway, I've been talking a lot about that. That's not mm. so interesting right now. So um, it's more interested in the sense because we're like you also said in the beginning, we're like still struggling with. Uh, uh, making animated notation uh, something that's acceptable uh, and accepted in a broader sense. So, 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 so we're doing this kind of work and just getting, getting, you know, uh, symphony orchestra to yeah. do it. It means also okay. Then it's something you can't just sweep under the rug anymore. I understand. Yeah. So, so, uh, so it's mainly that. You know. <laughs> okay. So that will uh, end um, this little. Uh, uh, recording. Um, I wanted to talk a bit more about uh, a program called Calmus, which is an Icelandic program, and it uh, stands for Calculated Music. But there might be a chance to do that uh, <coughs> at, uh, at another time. But so far, uh, thank you so much for being my guest here. Thank you so much. And um, we'll end this thing by saying good. Well, what's the time now? It's uh, ten past ten. Uh, good night. So, welcome to this bonus installment of Composing with Process. And we're going to talk about Calmus, which stands for Calculated Music. And there's no better way to do that than with the inventor of the program. And he's right here, Kjartan Olsson. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so I'd like to ask you about Calmus. I mean, and basically take it from the beginning. Why did you make it? When did you make it? Where did you make it? Etc. 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 And I would be asking the stupid questions. I might know something about this, but I will still ask the stupid questions, down to the fact that uh, then the listeners can also understand a bit of what we're talking about. So yeah, you made this program while you were studying at the Sibelius Academy. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. And where was that? Uh, it, uh, I came there in 1986 and I graduated in 1995 and um, this was a part of my thesis there yeah. and the theoretical work and uh, well the, uh, the reason why I started this was uh, before I had been uh, doing a lot of, uh, of uh, experiment with mathematics mm -hmm. uh, which, is not, which is nothing new, uh, composers uh, a musician had done it for about a thousand years and uh, and especially in the last century, in the middle of the last century, then it became very popular to use mathematical rules to uh, manipulate musical material. Mm -hmm. That's quite easy to do because uh, the notation, at least in the beginning, the notation for, for traditional instrument are quite easy to translate into number. Mm -hmm. Like we have in the MIDI and so on, we have the MIDI number C, which is 60, and 72 is the octave above and so on. And uh, I've been doing a couple of uh, works for uh, the last one I, I did before I, I started to develop this program. It's actually the, the composition that led me into the, this, uh, this work was uh, a string quartet I did uh, at the Sibylus Academy. And, uh, and uh, I was using uh, mathematical rules, very simple mathematical rules, just to, to work with scales and try to control their the tonal material as much as possible, thinking of harmony like a set of intervals and so on. Yeah. And uh, 
Just, just to get this straight, the Sibelius Academy is in Finland, right? It's in Finland, yeah, Helsinki yeah, in Finland. Okay. And uh, and uh, then uh, at that time there was a very good teacher there, Mikael Lausun, which uh, which is uh, the the founder of Patchwork, which uh, later came, I think, Open Music, part of Open Music, yeah. and so on. And he was teaching there, and he was one of my teachers. There, he's a very good programmer, and and uh, then I had a teacher, Paul Heinonen, which was. Uh, really a specialist, a, a composer, so really a specialist in, in using mathematics and mm-hmm. computer and programs in, in, in musical composition. So with these two teachers, um, I started to develop my own program. And uh, the reason was to uh, simply at that time the personal computer were then available for just a common normal people. Are we talking about the Mac one or? Whatever? Yeah, we are talking about Macintosh and and object oriented. What what and what was the name? The Mac one? No, I don't know. I can't remember. It was well, personal computer was Macintosh and, yeah, yeah. and PC for for a desktop. Okay, but the one you developed it on. Uh, I did it on Macintosh, and at the same time there was a programming language called Le Lisp. Mm-hmm. Uh, developed at Dircam and and uh, Melie Boynton, it was the author of it, and they were one of the first to use object-oriented programming techniques. So I was that lucky that I had um, I had access to very good people that uh, uh, were helping me uh, starting this off, and all this environment and the new computers made it possible for for me to to con- immediately construct a program that could give a little help to to composition program just to uh, manipulate some and work with some musical material i understand and uh, we're talking about algorithmic composition here right why why would you start why why, why do you why do you go into that i mean is, uh, why 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 not i mean uh, in a lot of of traditional like uh, Painting or whatever. I mean, the, the 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 it's the vision of the of the composer somehow, uh, or it's the vision of the painter, or it's the vision of the uh, whatever the writer, etc., etc. In in inside written uh, literature, etc., etc., which is the main focus of uh, of the piece that's considered the piece. I mean, uh, why why suddenly? I mean, why 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 give all the all the powers? Uh, well, not all the power, but uh, give some of the powers over to a computer. What, what what's that? No, it's not giving the power to the computer. It's just it's a tool to work with. And for example. Uh, Well, people had doing this. Uh, Johann Sebastian Bach. He was working mathematics just to uh, to manipulate this musical material in the fugue and so on. And uh, and uh, Mozart used it uh, which mm-hmm. is kind of random play game with uh, with musical uh, ideas. And uh, and many many composers have used mathematics to extend the possibilities to 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 actually to broaden the spectrum for the potential methods. And that's the main reason I started it both uh, to develop perhaps the musical mm-hmm. material in 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 more uh, or in in for a more flexible way than before. Yeah. And especially, uh, I like to mention that uh, when I was doing this algorithm, they were always based on musical ideas, and uh, so I, I would like to control the development of a melody. I would like to say this melody should contain this kind of intervals and it should develop like this. So I'm actually telling the program what to do. It should go up and it should go down and it should be simple or complex. And uh, then I I added the harmony, which is the most complex thing in this whole program. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then uh, after, after two years, then I could actually start to work with that program that I first 
intended to do. I see. And the the main thing this is not only a com computer program; it's a it's a compo compositional system. Yeah. And that's the main thing. It's uh, all the algorithms are made for musical purposes. So it's not like uh, you're just making algorithms and then they do whatever. You have to control. You have to have ideas. You have to ideas, and you have to put them into the system. And what is uh, what I think it's uh, the only addition with using a program like this in this kind of environment compared to all the methods is that you can actually communicate with the program. That was mm -hmm. not possible, for example, in the in the early days when oh, when when you had perhaps a serialistic composition technique that you had a twelve tone row and you had to do and this and this, and this you put your ideas, you have your idea, you have your vision. Yeah, you can hear the music you want to compose. And you put the ideas into the system, and the system will respond to you. So you see it as a, you see it as an as an extension of your own compositional mindset, basically. Yeah, it's it's a kind of a, it's a kind of a partner. Yeah, I understand. I understand. Yeah. So it's it's not a solo; it's a duet now. And this is what is interesting in this: that you are actually having, uh, you are interacting with the system. You are you are talking to the system, and the system is answering you, and you respond again. So, so it's a kind of a stepwise interactive uh, uh, process that that starts. Yeah, I understand. And uh, and then you start to develop and you adjust the system more and more, and then suddenly program sometimes comes with some ideas that you didn't think of. Mm, I see, and that's and uh, then you decide well, it, is this uh, something that you would like to continue or not? Yeah. So it's like a it's like a living creature. If you understand yeah, what I mean, yeah, it's not like it's a it's a it's an algorithm that you put something and you get something out. You put something and you get some something back. Oh, yeah, I see. Okay, so the the play the play with mathematics. It's basically what the weight. I mean, you see it there. Yeah. But yeah, I'm I don't know. I I got very interested. Um, various composers have been talking about um, lately. Have been talking about uh, the idea that, uh, for example, you you mentioned. I got interested. It's a little little off topic, but uh, you I got interested. You talked about uh, you you mentioned Bach, and I've heard various composers and uh, and, uh, and people very interested in Bach. These uh, starting to talk about that he might have had some sort of device. <laughs> that there's some sort of a, I mean, uh, I don't know, like yeah, like a uh, like physical device somehow that have helped him calculating some of his music. Um, is, uh, I mean, um, I don't know because uh, what's interesting about this is uh, it seems to be it seems to be going back and forth through history that you are you are that that mathematics is your friend and then mathematics ain't your friend. I mean, then it's like it's, uh, you focus on the composer as a lonely individual in the world, and then you move back to mathematics, and it seems to go back and forth. But what fascinates me here is that a lot of Americans, uh, it's not a shame of, um, they're not a shame of, uh, of, of, of using a, uh, computers and say oh my piece is computed basically it's calculated i mean uh, but a lot of europeans at the moment is very i mean very much afraid of 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 of, of that that approach and uh, that, that's why i got interested in uh, interested in in this um, in this uh, i mean again interesting comes for various reasons but i got also interested because it suddenly yeah basically because it's been going i mean it's still a, it's still alive you I mean you you push uh, very uh, firmly forward in the, in the in your teaching positions etc etc and that's interesting but what are, what fascinates me about calmus as well is then uh, why why have it survived somehow? I mean, a lot of the other algorithmical, uh, I mean, algorithm composition was a hot hot topic in like eighties, mm -hmm. uh, beginning of the nineties. Uh, it seems to die out around two thousand and two somehow. When when like uh, well maybe a bit around two thousand, but when when uh, Maximus P started to have the audio interface. I mean, the, the music seems to. I mean, the the the. The toast of uh, of uh, of academic computer music seems to change around that time. Why is it still alive? 
It's only you. I mean, you're the only developer. I mean, uh, anyway, sorry, I'm going on. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't know actually know, but uh, I think what uh, what uh, the basic of this program it's uh, that it's it's is made for for from somehow both the contemporary and very old uh, methods of distant traditional composing. Mm -hmm. So in the program we are talking about melody and melody development for instruments, and we are talking about harmony, tension, and colors. And we are talking about different textual polyphonic structure. Yeah. This is all tools which are you can you you learn in school to do by by with a pen and a paper. Yeah. And uh, but so I that's the only reason uh, because I started with patchwork and Max MSP, but I I. I I didn't want to continue with it because I couldn't control the musical parameters. But still, the new version of Calmus is is uh, capable of of uh, being accessible from from pure data and Max MSP. So I just open up the the interface. So you, if you have kind of like through OSC or Open Sound Control, you can actually control the the program from Max MSP mm -hmm. and from PT or pure data. And you could do it wirelessly. You can you can control the program in China from yeah. here, and uh, and there's a lot of possibility to to uh, to explore now doing this. But I think I think uh, that might be the reason. But I I, I don't know mm. the, the programs comes or go. But it looks for me uh, because I, when I started is is 1988, people composers they were just uh, they were just shamed and they were shot. By the critics, if you if you mentioned that it was you used to some kind of computer to assist your compositional program, but I always developed uh, through through the de development. I always done the program notes for a string quartet. Done this program, I said this is done with this kind of ideas, and I've used this kind of program to manipulate the material and so on. And in the beginning of the of the nineties, uh, the critics were just mad about this. I see. And they they said. Well, this is not a music made by human; it's computers. Uh, but that's of course they didn't know how it works. But uh, finally, I got in the beginning of uh, of the century. Then uh, one one of my pieces was recognized as the composition of the year here in Iceland. Okay. It's a viola concert. It's yeah. the largest piece ever done with this program, and nobody talked about it was done with this program or with the help of this program or any con connect to the program because people have. Uh, have left that territory. So we are just talking about music and not how you are doing it. And this is just for traditional symphony orchestra and, and a viola solo. Very interesting. But uh, my, my question would then come uh, down to, um, back to the, you did, you, you started developing this in Finland, right? I mean, when you were starting there. And then you left Finland and what, what time, when, when are we talking? Uh, we are talking about uh, 1995. 1995. Yeah. And then you went here. So it's an Icelandic program in that respect. It's well, it's uh, well, the, the, I think the, it's an Icelandic program, but uh, because I'm 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 from Iceland, but uh, yeah. I did it with a uh, with a great help from Sibelius Academy Faculty, and and that's uh, I mean it's kind of mixture. I also studied in in Utrecht in Holland in the late analog studio technique there, yeah. so from eighty four to eighty six. The last year of the analog, yeah. <laughs> analog. So which, which which place in Utrecht? It was yeah, it was in Utrecht. Hold on. So, <coughs> sorry for that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think um, I think nowadays it's it's like you have kind of tool that has something something more than just triggering and and playing and stopping. It is a it a, it is an intelligence. It's not artificial. It's a real intelligence. 
Um, you but have it's to, a machine. Explain, you have to explain that a bit. But it's a machine. Well, then how it's do, a system. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, but you say the machine is suddenly intelligent. It I mean, is intelligent, yeah. Well, uh, if you don't, if you don't know what to do, it will take over. Okay. It will compose for you. I see. Well, that's interesting. So you believe that uh, you be- believe it has a will of its own. <laughs> well, I can make it. I can let it. And I'm just doing the new version. I'm just putting a lot of things inside. You know, if something is missing, the the program in real time will just compose its own material, which is quite, quite fascinating. Now, I've been very interested in, in ideas of um, creating, creating systems, uh, see, see how, how little you have to do to a system in order to create something which would trick you to believe that it, uh, that it has its own intellect somehow. Or I've, um, I was building, a me- I mean, I tried to build a mechanical bird for a long time, uh, like an old, nothing special in that, in that, but a mechanical bird, and then I advanced it, there was two birds suddenly, etc., etc., and it, it still didn't trick me. Uh, I mean, I still was very aware of how everything works. It was completely mechanic, no, no, no electricity or anything. Uh, and then um, one day, uh, it was it was springtime, and I wanted to bring it to the streets. I was playing a, a lute at the same t- uh, at the time as well, so I was, was thought I would, would bring it to the street and play a bit of lute and and um, and uh, wind up my mechanical bird and see what would happen. And I brought it outside, and it had been warm inside, and it was cold outside. And suddenly, the bird started to sing just for like half a second, and I didn't, uh, I was not aware of this. Uh, uh, it, uh, so it actually tricked me. I mean, uh, so mission was accomplished somehow. I mean, mm-hmm. but what, what, so 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 I've, I'm very interested in in, in the ideas of uh, have have the program ever talked to you somehow? Have it done something which you, which you would would say, oh, I, uh, where did that come from? Have yes, you? and especially when I do it in real time now, that means you are you're controlling it in real time composition and then it's playing. Yeah, and we're just doing some kind of experiment with graphical notation. But then sometimes uh, when the texture is getting complicated, sometimes even though I have constructed this program from scratch, I don't, I don't understand where some of the music comes from. And it's, some of it are quite interesting. And I think when you have a complex program and you put a lot of different input and it is working on all the material and all the instruction in real, real time. And then suddenly something comes out that you actually, I, I can't explain what comes out. Okay, so and that's fascinating. So the program is too complex for your mind or your brain to, 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 to understand. Is that what you No, I, usually I can. <laughs> when I, but what I mean is, is it's surprisingly some ideas that comes out after I put some input that mm-hmm. I didn't think of it was possible. Oh, I see, I see. So okay. it goes up. Uh, I get more from the program than I expected. Okay. But usually when I do, uh, I'm doing a composition, I, I adjust the program and I know about 85% how it will sound. But Calmus is very much your program yeah. and 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 what if i poke uh, if i if i if i if i do d- some computing with it some calculations and comes up with some music and suddenly i call it mine how do you feel about that well i don't uh, i think i I, th- I like that idea if people are using this and uh, and i've been teaching this in this institute uh, the iceland academy here yeah uh, and uh, and and students have been very interested in using it and they seem to be, I cannot tell it's the program, I know it's the program, I, I see the preferences, I see the, how they adjust the program, but uh, I cannot say this is definitely made by this program if you just look at the notes. Yeah. And especially when one of my students here, he, she managed to, to make a minimalistic music with the program, which I thought was impossible. Yeah. <laughs> but that means that she, she understood exactly how the parameters were working and she, she just, she just uh, neutralized 
most of the parameters are yeah, yeah, developed yeah. and it's very slow. Yeah, yeah. So I thought, well, this shows that you can actually do whatever with this program, because minimalist music was something that I, I never thought it would be possible to do. And then the approach is usually that people print out uh, the, I mean, somehow the music and, and then perform it, or, or do, does people also play with the actual sound in the computer? I mean, uh, I mean what, 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 what is the approach? Your approach is, is very much like, you. It's a, I mean, looking from the old documentation, it's very score-based somehow. Yeah, yeah it, it is. It's, um, I mean, yeah, the basic idea was to make a program that you can actually do uh, one orchestra piece by one push of a button, but of course there are many, many more push of the buttons, but... Uh, the idea is just uh, making music for traditional instrument and taking into account what what actually are the possibility for each instrument. Mm. But uh, it it is also uh, usable just to to play like uh, like kind of uh, sound generators or synthesizer uh, because many of the of the functions which are meant for like canonic uh, polyphonic or or homophonia, so this this works very well with electronic sounds as well. So it, it gives a t diff, totally different texture if you are using this to to control electro electronic sounds as well. Yeah. So that's what I'm working on now is to have it possible to, to connect it directly, which is which is possible to connect it directly to electronic instrument, and at the same time having a musician to play from at least in the beginning graphical notation mm. from it i see so 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 you wanted to be able to generate a, a score in real time basically yeah okay like a, when you say graphical notation what are we talking about i mean do we talk I, about? I mean the traditional notation at the moment they are too complicated to to perform in real time so graphical notation with the traditional pitch octave and so on but you have you know you have the length and you have the beat of the rhythm differently notated yeah so you won't be exactly as uh, as with uh, traditional notation but this is just an experiment we are working on um, and in the autumn we will do the first tests actually to to have the a live performance and and i have also connected to sensors to video cameras like kinect from uh, from this game box uh, xbox from mm -hmm. from microsoft so i have used that three-dimensional video camera to so i'm controlling the program with movements and you know, and uh, and playing real time some tonal material into the program. I see. Why um why why is <coughs> sorry, why is real time so important for you? I mean I mean I mean well, just a question. Go I on. think uh, well for me personally, I've I've done many composers, I've many many composition with the program, and and I I like to improvise on instrument. Yeah. And. Uh, uh, on piano and and it's very it's very straightforward to connect this program just to the ability of the composers to just compose in real time mm -hmm. he's just working with the system and system is always responding and he's actually changing from a composer alone composers in a dark room yeah and and with a with a pencil and paper into a composers in real time on stage as a performer, as a composer, and with this uh, video camera, three-dimensional video cameras, as a conductor as well. Oh, I see. Okay. So it's um. And it's a challenge. It's a music which is just composed on the spot. Yeah. And it's something that you probably won't hear again. You can. You have access to all the music, but you, 
what is interesting today is a new music that has something different from what is available from all these internet sites and, and all this possibility to, to access music. So yeah I, can, I can see. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Since the 80s, have you composed all your music with Kalmus? No, not all, but most of it. Most of it, yeah. yeah. So you're a computer pro, you know, that's very interesting. Very... So, but, but the pieces you haven't done with Kalmus then, mm. why? Why, why? <laughs> well, it's just going back. Yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, I did some some piece for solo instruments, and uh, and uh, I like to just get connected with the music with other other mm -hmm. ways. I also used to uh, electronic music without any this program or whatnot, just uh, from the sound sources I would like to work with. I see. So this is one of the possibilities for to work with today and and that's the freedom of the world today yeah, yeah, yeah. which is totally different as it was for for 50 years ago uh, and it was only one rule <laughs> how to compose music yeah okay i, I wasn't around so i can't i can't, I can't no. be i can't agree, <laughs> agree on that or not anyway so um your documentation is in at least in the beginning it's really good i mean there's a very good amount of documentation compared to other programs of its of the same kind at from the same time. Mm. Why why did you put so much effort into the documentation? Well, I could have some of this. Uh, I could use some of it as a as a part of my thesis, you know, as appendix to my th theory and so on. So it was not very much work to to do like a tutorial for it. No. And uh, and uh, so uh, and of course this was uh, meant to be. Documented, documented as uh, as well to do the program. Yeah, and I had uh, this time to do it, and I had the privileges to work on this uh, for about four or five years. Yeah, so you just worked and worked. Yeah, and here it is. So the history of Camus can be divided down to the the old version and the new one, right? And you're you're not developing the old version anymore. No, it's uh, I mean it's an old interface, and I think contemporary worlds is is more or less in real time. Okay. Yeah. So, so, so the so the old version you can divide it down to the old version of Camus, yeah. and that goes from eighty eight until. Well, two thousand. Well, still it's still working on on uh, it's still working on 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 uh, Macintosh uh, the late Intel, but you have to have. Uh, you have to have Snow Leopard. It's, yeah. it's the last system it's working on. So if you have a Lion, you cannot work. On it anymore. Okay. But I think it's uh, and uh, today there is a there's a lot of great user interface. So there's a lot of possibility to control the program. Mm -hmm. So that what I have been doing is to open up the program to remove the old old interface, which I some of it I had to do myself. All the graphs was not available at that, so I had to do all the programming. Yeah. You know, Excel and so on. And uh, I think it's uh, for the future to have a have a system that that is just isolated. You just access it through through a common uh, standard um, uh, protocol, which is OSC at the moment. And then it's possible for for every composer that they use Maximus be simply to make his own interface to the program and to control all the parameters. And uh, and there are some. Students that I've been I've been doing some lectures about it now for the last months, and everybody are interested to have access to it on the internet and and can open it and then they can create their own interface. Yeah. In in Max MSP or PD, 
And I think somehow that this is the future with the user interface. It's not so difficult to learn anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, so every user can actually de de define or, or, or design his own user interface. I understand, but how, how nerdy is this? In in I mean in the respect that I mean I mean it seems to it seems to me that a, a lot of people that get interested in these things are very much interested in patching uh, the program up in different ways, etc., 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 and then that somehow becomes a <coughs> becomes a composition more than actually maybe the output somehow. Uh, well, th in that's the question. Uh, no, in this sense, it is that you have you have access to a composing system. Yeah, which is uh, notated in 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 program language actually. It's a, it's a system that you can, for example, you have a list of numbers. If, if you send OEC number seventy, it will play, mm -hmm. and if if you send eighty six, it will do a a, a string quarter part with uh, with a canonic polyphonic structure. Yeah, and this kind of and then you can modify it on 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 the on the fly. Uh, so the interface won't change the program, but it it gives access to control all the parameters. I understand, but 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 is Calmus your biggest composition then, or is it the compositions that it composes? Uh, no, I I don't think so. Well, it's a lot of work in it, but uh, all composers they have their own kind of secret theory how they how they work with material. In my case, I just put it in a program and uh, I have it that open that actually it's because I would like for myself at least and all the people using the program is to be able to, to develop myself as a composer mm -hmm. to change well for 10 years ago there was a different kind of music that we were doing than today and it's still I can use the program it's it's that flexible it can accept different ideas and it will react react according to that and perhaps that's the idea of of, or, or the reason for it's still working. It's 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 that open, and I I, I have a lot of uh, analyzing functions that actually analyze your input material from a musical point of view, mm -hmm. and the program is using that information to to work with. It's not saying it's a bad idea, oh, but it works with the idea what you put in. So it, I think that might be. It, it's not. It's not. No restriction for it. The restriction the program works after is the restriction that you mm -hmm. will tell the program to follow. Okay. Do you compose with computer, or, or is it you that composing? Is it, I mean, the, uh, do you credit your compositions? Uh, uh, do you, do you give give the program some uh, sort of, um, I mean, uh, uh, some sort of, of credits? I mean, or, or do you, I mean, or is it? Mm. Um, I keep going back to that because yeah. I think it's interesting because I think there's a huge difference between if I comp compose with Camus or if you do. Yeah. I think there's a huge difference. Well, you can try it after in the, in the <laughs> real-time version. No, but, you know, but I think uh, from a conceptual point, or, 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 uh, I think there's a, there's a huge difference between if I compose with your program mm. or you compose with your program. It is because you will approach the composition differently. No, no, but I also think it. I think it. Uh, I get the feeling, which is which you don't have, obviously. Uh, but I, get, I would have the feeling that I became. I came too close to your tool somehow. No. No, no, I understand. I understand. That's just what I'm just bringing that up. I think. Uh, I mean, it, there is a musical idea. It's a musical rule. Some of them are very old in this program. Yeah. And uh, I'm working with scales, and many of these scales are, are thousand years old. Mm -hmm. There's nothing new, and and that's not my scale. It's 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 yeah. open to everyone. Uh, so I, I I don't I don't get this feeling for. 
No, I understand. Yeah, I think, and I think you're, uh, to a large extent, is 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 right in that respect. I think uh, that mm. I, I I potentially could create something different from Calmuth than what you had expected it to do. But I'm still saying it's um, it's a little bit like when if you, if you work with with mm. phys- physical tools, let's say you work with a with a hammer and things, and and you know that you have gotten one of your hammers that you've gotten from your father or something. Mm. Uh, somehow you have a different you have a different relationship to that uh, hammer somehow. Mm. Uh, uh, that's just what I think people in general have. I mean, people get very sentimental about the, these things, and I do believe that. Um, uh, but you don't believe in the sentimental value of yeah, yeah, it might be for some people that uh, they think mm. it's too close. But uh, I think immediately when you start to work with the program, you you find out the the program is coming communicating with you, but not with me, anymore. Yeah. Okay. It's yeah. it's open, and that's why it's possible to, for other people to use it uh, and are using it because it's open for every all ideas you can put in. Yeah, but remember Maximus P with all the plugins, for example, when they started to be around, uh, there was uh, quite a few uh, computer music concerts which I went to and. Uh, once in a while, you would be like, okay, but that person up on stage, he or she is now just performing with a plugin, yeah. which I know. I mean, yeah. I'm just doing what the plugin somehow it wants yeah. you to do. And you'd be like, but the other person in the room would not understand, so therefore you would be. Yeah. Uh, you would have the feeling that uh, some people would have the feeling at least that that there was some sort of cheating going on. I was a very close friend with um, with uh, Joshua Kit Clayton, who who developed a lot of the of the of the Maximus P in those days. Yeah. Uh, and I was for a long time I was staying on his couch, and I, I felt somehow that they were performing. Uh, I was one of those. I mean, I don't know if I feel the same today, but uh, once in a while I got the I, I couldn't uh, I couldn't help myself in having that that feeling that yeah. somehow they were performing something by him. Mm. More than they were perform t- performing something by themselves. Yeah. So, so in that respect, I think if people want to take a challenge with Calmo, somehow they have to, they, they, you are somehow in. The, I mean, you are. I mean, that's what I think. You are somehow in the code, and yeah. they have to fight with you somehow. No. And no, no, you don't think that. I mean, no, no, somehow? I know it, I, it's not like that. It's not <laughs> no, because, as I said, uh, the reason for I, I have it open as that. So I don't have any preferences that would control. So I'm telling this is bad, and this is good because. Uh, Every composer's, uh, composer is developing. So I decided it will accept everything you put in. Mm-hmm. And it will respond to you according to just a common uh, compositional rules. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of, lot of knowledge in this program, just studying. I mean, I, I'm teaching here compositional methods uh, here for, for three years. Yeah. Or three, three, uh, one and a half year for three semesters. And finally, I have to do a certain composition of of uh, of uh, eighty bars, and it should include this kind of material, which is just from a traditional composition of books about canon and about different scales and about different harmony. Mm-hmm. And then we spend two or three weeks doing that, and 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 in the end, then I show the program, and they can do it in ten minutes. Mm. But, but 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 so you don't think you 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 lie somewhere in the code? That, no, I, I, I know, language, I, I, I know, somehow. I know because uh, it can't be. It it is a li- library that I created. If you use that, it might be. Mm-hmm. But if you're not using it or you are changing the library, yeah, then then you're totally on your own. Well, and and, and that the main reason is is that for a composers today, all the composers, the the main thing is is that. Uh, uh, a composer has his own personal style, mm-hmm. and you cannot create that, as you mentioned by MaxMSP. If you have some some plugins that everybody knows, and you do something 
with it and, and you get the sound from the plugins this is not a very personal composition mm, actually, so actually, actually. the identity for it and the, the possibility to develop you as a composer you have to have a program that actually will follow you so otherwise I will do this I will be doing the same same things I was doing for for 15 years ago I can tell you one story about the composition I did mm -hmm. which was a commission from the Stockholm saxophone quartet and it was for the Mozart anniversary for 2006 mm -hmm. and uh, and they asked me to use this program to do something with <laughs> which could uh, could be connected to to his music which is uh, quite difficult and and uh, was not well was not easy to think of how it's possible to do something music with this great composer with his uh, great music but I I found some themes he did uh, which is not very, not the, well, some of them were, were quite well known, but many of them were not so, as well known, but they contained his, his personal style. And I put this uh, material into the program, I just... When you say his, his personal style, what are we talking about then? With the style. <laughs> I mean, I'm inclined in music and, mm -hmm. and all that stuff. And, uh, and, uh, and you analyzed. No, I just took the theme, you know, just eight notes from the main theme that you hear in the beginning yeah. of the piece, and I put this as a input material for the program, and and it is very very f strange things happening because uh, it somehow the program is made for 20th century music, mm -hmm. and it's 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 not made for this for for the classical music at all, but somehow it was like it was like two two uh, two time periods were coming together in, in a very strange way and suddenly in the program they came they came very consonant material i can let you I can give you a cd which was made which this piece is on and it's called um, mosaic with uh, seta yeah. and then i've done several pieces with this kind of material and always something strange happened i've always i've also i've used to uh, all the Icelandic folk tunes, yeah, <laughs> and the music gets very primitive in many ways. Yeah, so it's like it's really listening to what you put in the program. Oops, and uh, somebody turned off the light. Oh, they're closing down. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, oh shit. Should we? <laughs> Excuse me. So yeah. Should we go and should we go and uh, turn on the light again? Yeah, I will turn on the light. Again. Yeah, yeah. I, I think they have put on the security. Oh, so the security is put back. Oh, hold on. And we will be back in five. And the light comes back on. Okay. And and back again. Okay. So, so um, so that's how it works. I understand. Uh, how does people get hold of this program? Well, uh, it's on the internet, um, and uh, you can just Google it. Calvus with C. But you charge money for it, don't you? No. No. Okay. I did in the beginning but yeah. when I came here, and and people were really willing to pay something for it. But now it's uh, if you are selling a program, you have to support it and. Yeah. And uh, I'm a composer and a, and a musician, so I just give it away. And if people send me email and ask me, I just try to help them. And uh, the new version is is not on the internet, but I can give access to a Dropbox which is lying, so I can update the files very easily. And that's where many students are using. Now. Okay. Could we give access to that Dropbox in case somebody was interested? Yeah. Okay. No problem. And uh, what's the future plans of Calmus? Well, I'm now working on the new, which is called Calmus Automata, mm -hmm. and uh, 
and uh, anticipate will be working during the summer of the new version and uh, and I will try to make some live very secret performance in the autumn just very local and see how it works with a musician mm-hmm. and um, and uh, yeah that's the main idea and and now uh, I found out there was a one student master student here last year that was uh, working with a computer game company here in Iceland called CCP. Yeah, the EVE Online. Yeah. Yeah. And they are actually using the old version to make music for EVE Online now. Are they? Yeah, to control the musical parameters. It's only MIDI playing, but they are, he's using it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course they have sound sources else from, I mean, this program is not creating sounds, but no. you control the sounds, can control it. Mm-hmm. So he's using it for, and uh, now, uh, they are interesting or these uh, persons that are working with the music that are to wait for the new version because they actually the poten- the, the possibilities to connect real time compositional program like this uh, is to put it directly in, into the in the game so when he came here and, and, and told me that he would like to work with Kalmus and do some his master thesis here about compu- computer music in in computer games then he told me very very well he told me one thing that i've never thought of because he said well two things he said well uh in, in computer games it's like after two months uh, everybody turns off the music because it's always the same music yes yeah, so so, something happens and you hear some music and after two months you have you have heard it quite often and always the same music so you get bored with that so he said, this is what we would like to do, is that we have continuity in this music and we are not thinking about making music for about 10 or 12 minutes, we are thinking about two or three years of one composition. And I thought it was so fascinating to think of this. And I said, well, let's do this master thesis. And, and he did that and, and defined the character and the character the, 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 the definition of the character can actually fit into the program. So, uh, and this is no problem for me, because it's actually the same idea that the, the composer himself is, is really the person in, the, in, this, in this virtual environment, in the, in the computer game. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so this, is, uh, this is why I'm also using sensors to, to, con- to, to the composer can actually use his, uh, his uh, body gestures to, to control the music. And it's the same with... Uh, with uh, this, this is carded in the computer games. So uh, we will try to do some something with that, and also we try to do with the dances in the school. Uh, but of course, this is different. This program is not like that. You are tricking any sound. You are tricking, tricking and controlling a compositional process. Yeah. Which is totally different. So every every movement you make or every gestures you make, it's not like tricking a sound. It's affecting the compositional process. So it's a living things ongoing. So 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 that is the, the future. But but I still I still think there's something interesting about this. I mean, because somehow Kalmus have become some sort of Icelandic cornerstone in in um, this sounds. I mean, I think that I mean a lot of the, st- the students here have to work with Kalmus. <laughs> you are. The, I mean, do you think you're the boss of the whole school here, aren't you? Somehow, no, no, no. What, what, what I'm, I'm a professional composition, so yeah, I take but, care of you, but you're also like in the leadership of the something. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying, saying it doesn't matter. That's all. That's all. It doesn't really matter. My point is, it's hard to, uh, yeah. 
it's a I mean the program and and, and, and it's, it's very hard to uh, to sneak around it somehow maybe but you say that it's very open and I think that's a very beautiful idea I just think it's um I don't know it's a it's um it potentially it's a I don't know if it's it's on if it's I see it as a mindset somehow that you still have to um, uh, navigate through and, and and what am I interested in? And I'm not saying that it is, but what I'm interested in is, is that somehow if you uh, if you I mean um, I think I mean I think you are in this, and I think that's good. But I but it, but I think you are hiding so much in it that it's hard to uh, battle you. If you know what I'm saying, which I think is very fascinating. So in that respect, you were. Um, uh, you are yeah. In that respect, you are. I mean, if you, because you because it's so hard to. F uh, I mean, I think you are. I mean, one way of seeing this could be that Kalmus is your biggest composition. That's one way of seeing it somehow. I mean, or your biggest piece or whatever it is in, in an art context. That is maybe a bit. Mm. But because you're hiding some, I mean, because uh, not hiding. I mean, I think you are <laughs> because like, because you make it so open. Then it's also um, very hard to find you in it. So it's very hard to to say okay, this is to battle you somehow, which I think you find interesting. So it's a ghostly, uh, ghostly presence in that space. Uh, I would, I, I personally, if I was composing with Calmus, I would be thinking of you all the time. That's it. Mm. <laughs> but you don't see it the same way. No, 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 no. no. Uh, but, no but if you if you are not doing, if you don't control the program, it will help you to do some things. Yeah, okay. But that, uh, it's not my car there. Yeah. Well, the libraries, I made the library, but that's that's yeah. different. Oh, hey. Okay, yeah, interesting, interesting, interesting. Okay, so let's end the thing here. Um, I would be interested to uh, to 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 provide the link to that Dropbox if possible next yeah. to the style. But uh, Dropbox is, uh, comes and goes over time. Well, it's uh, only temporary resolution. Yeah, yeah. And uh, then uh, a link is a link is a link, etc., etc., etc. So maybe it's just better to say Google for it somehow. We can we can take the link for the for the Dropbox. And how long how long will the Dropbox? <laughs> I don't know. I just they are just always extending the yeah. Dropbox for me because there's so many people are coming in and they say, well, you extended them five hundred megabytes here. Well, uh, while I'm developing it, um, well, if you can do something else, no problem for me. Yeah. The only thing I I just copy it. Because I, I don't let people come into the main main area. So I have uh, Dropbox. I use it because I'm programming on many computers mm -hmm. and it's always in. So I just copy it into the open uh, the open Dropbox, the files when I app to it. So it's yeah. not very complicated. No, 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 no. So people say, well, this has been some update there. And, and then at the moment it's easy, but well, okay. it's an open source. So it will be out there somehow. Uh, we'll, uh, yeah, we'll try to link to that yeah. uh, Dropbox and then we'll take it from there. Yeah. Well, sir, thank you for your time. Yeah, my pleasure. Well, thank you, thank you. I'll just click off here. Yeah.